Are we ready? Wow. Uh, What a morning. Has that not been just absolutely amazing this morning? The power and the presence of God and the way he visited us this morning? I'm still shaky from it. It's like, good grief. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> it's been an amazing week. We've just had an incredible week. Uh, busy, busy, incredible, incredible week. Let's, let's just pray again. Huh? <clears throat> Still trying to get my bearings. Father, we just thank you. <laughs> we thank you for your heavy, heavy incredible presence that we have experienced here this morning and it's like this indeed is a new day this indeed is a new day wow Uh, a new day a new beginning we just thank you for this this pentecostal sunday and what it means and what it represents and uh, i just thank you for new power for a new level of power that has been established just this morning in new ways that you visited us I just thank you for the heavy, heavy, heavy presence that we've, uh, that we've felt and experienced this morning for your love, for your goodness, for your grace. I just give you thanks this morning. I praise your mighty name. You're awesome. You're awesome. I love you. I love you. And I thank you for what you've already accomplished here this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Okay, I think I'm ready. Are you ready? Uh, I want to. I said I think. Uh, uh, got some really good news and some really bad news. The good news, I will not be watching that clock up there. The bad news, it is not working. <laughs> Could be a long day. Uh, Okay, Luke, uh, Luke twenty four, forty nine is where I'm going to end. I'm going to start just a little bit before that. Start with verse forty four. I'm sorry. Sometimes it's 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 really interesting how, um, especially as the pastor, when you're. <clears throat> Um, oh my goodness, supposed to get up here and speak after you've had just like an an amazing encounter and how difficult it can be to get your bearings, get your feet back under you, to get, it's like, I was kind of with Tim, it's like, let's, let's not rush this, let's just stay in this for a little bit, like, oof. Then I may have stayed just a little bit too long, got messed up and have a hard time getting up here to preach. Uh, but, you know, that's what it's really all about. That's what it's all about. I mean, I heard directly from him. It's about my presence, not your plans, basically. So it's like, yeah, oh, thank you, Lord, when we get to taste like that and see that the Lord is so good, so good. Okay, 
reading from beginning with verse 44. <clears throat> Jesus speaking to his disciples. He, he came, they saw him, that, their last fishing trip together. They saw him and, and uh, they met with him, 44, and he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. I said, Lord, open our understanding this morning. Open our understanding that we would fully comprehend and understand what you have for us this day, this morning. Open our understanding. And he said to him, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ. Now he's talking about himself. This is kind of a third person thing here. Thus it was written that the Christ to suffer, it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. So he's saying, it was necessary for me to suffer. It was necessary for me to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are my witnesses of these things. Verse 49. Behold. First person, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Endued with power from on high. There are I read several different translations, and most of them say clothed, wrapped, uh, enwrapped, clothed with power from on high. Endued, wrapped. Covered with power from on high. Why do we need power from on high? And what does this power look like? And what does it mean? That's the things that I want to talk about a little, little bit this morning and elaborate a little bit on the power. I mean, we hear that you would be endued with power, that you would be covered with power, you'd be wrapped in power, clothed in power from on high. What does that look like and what does that mean to us today? Is it still necessary? I agree. I'd like to read a couple more scriptures, and then I want to just talk about this a little bit. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians 1, 1st chapter, verse 5. For our gospel, Paul speaking to the Thessalonians, for our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power. Say with me, in power. in power. The gospel came in power. Yeah, let's, let's just say that all together. The gospel came in power. Now let's make it in today's tense. The gospel comes in power. The gospel comes in power. Okay, let's try that all together. One, two, three. The gospel comes in power and in the Holy Spirit. And those two are synonymous. Power and the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 4.20 Are we there? 
One of us is almost. 1 Corinthians 4.20 For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Not in word, but in power. In power. All right, what is that power, and what, what does that, that power mean? I want to, uh, one more. We're going to read Mark 16, 17 through 20. Mark 16, 17 through 20. We're going to start with verse 15, though. Keep everybody guessing here for just a little bit. And he said to them, once again, uh, speaking to his disciples at the conclusion, after the last fishing trip, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. First I want to say, follow. These signs will follow those who believe. So we don't chase signs and wonders. We chase the presence of God and our relationship with God. It's all about us and Him. And signs and wonders will follow those who believe. These signs will follow those who believe. In my name they'll cast out demons. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents. <laughs> like, you know, I used to always skip this and go to another verse because that bothered me. I didn't want to even be thought of as being a snake handler. That we would actually handle snakes and drink poison to prove that we were believers? Well, what do you think that is talking about, handling snakes, then? You know, I, I, I was going to send Linda, I have it on my phone, and I forgot to do that this morning. I was going to send you the out of the Strong's con, Strong Concordance, uh, looking at Greek, what that meant in this particular case right here. And it, it, <laughs> it says it refers to that uh, as not really a snake, but a great deceiver, one who deceives, one who's like... Oh, and we will, you know, we will take up serpents. We will take up those that deceive, those that, uh, you know, trick us, try to fool us. It's like, oh, okay. Finally, after I looked that up, I can, I th I can deal with this verse now. So we will take up, remove from our midst, because it, it, it take up. So I think, what is that representing? That represents discernment. One of the things that power is, is discernment. It's like, oh, okay. So it's really important that we can recognize those that are among us, or, or those that come 
as serpents, as that sneaky serpent like the, like the devil himself, who came, actually, uh, to kill, steal, and destroy, but to deceive, to deceive and to distort. We will recognize and we will remove, take up. We can handle it, no problem. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it's like, man, I tried to, uh, I went through that and I looked up drink and I looked up deadly and, and uh, you know what it said in Greek, the drink means? Drink. <laughs> and what it says deadly is deadly. So I, I just want you to understand that revelation. So, but, what we drink is something that we, that, that we take in. Jesus says it's not what you take in, it's not food or drink that will defile you, but it's what comes out of you that will defile you. But I think when we, when we receive words that are, that are curses, that are poison, that are we that possess the Spirit of God living in us can end up hearing and dealing with sticks and stones will break our bones and words will never hurt me. Words do hurt people, but because of who is living in us, because we are believers knowing who we are, whose we are, and that we've been saved, we can absorb that I say absorb that. No, 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 I don't really mean absorb that. I mean just the opposite. We can repel that rather than absorb that because we're protected from within. There, got that straight. I'm starting to come to myself here. Coming back around. Uh, <laughs> that reminds me of one of the scriptures, I ended up getting out here somewhere between my office and here without two, a couple of pages, or between my car and here, without a couple of pages of notes that I had. And uh, somewhere, there is a scripture that I had down that uh, talks about Paul saying, you know what, when I am beside myself, it's for God. When I'm not in my right mind, when you think I'm just as goofy as can be, it's for God. But, when I am sober and in my right mind, and I'm, I'm, I'm very clear, that's just for you. So the power of God in the manifestations <laughs> that God has and does, and that we experience, that's for Him. You've heard me say we worship, we, we worship to an audience of one, not worried or concerned about Somebody telling me that I step funny and I'm out of time and I clap funny. It's like, I'm not doing it for you anyway. I'm doing it for him. So when I'm beside myself, looking goofy, saying goofy things, crying in front of everybody, it's for God, it's not for you. When I finally get myself straightened out, get back on track, now that's for you. I'm sober-minded and that's for you. But that, I think that this also relates to how people receive. Like we're going to go, we're going to get into a little while into, into Acts. 
uh, the second chapter of Acts, and, and how people were perceiving and receiving some of the manifestations in what God was doing among those in the upper room. Because a lot of them were saying, man, they are just drunk on new wine. These people are drunk. They had a hard time receiving what was being spoken because from their perception it was goofy and they were drunk. Sometimes, and it's been a, I just have to tell you, it's been a really challenge for me seeing the different manifestations and what different people do when the power and the presence of God really comes upon them. Today, I had to just sit down for a little bit. It's like, oh, I don't hardly ever sit down during worship. Today, I ended up sitting down there for a little while. Somebody ended up putting their hand on me, and I said, you know what? I just asked Diane, actually. I said, uh, curiosity question. Did you have an experience like I had? And she just said, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's like, it's just amazing, the manifestation. And the, I'll just describe a little bit what happened to me there today. I, I sat down, and I had such an incredible sensitivity to even the notes that were playing with a beat on the drum was just like almost like a shake. You ever, how many of you have experienced like that? Where where it just was overwhelming, the presence of God, so heavy, so strong, I was just like overwhelmed, and all of my bodily senses were like on high alert, and somebody touched me, and it's like, ah, jerky, shaky. It's like, wow, which seems ridiculous for that to be happening from somebody just watching, like, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? But when the presence and power of God comes upon you, there are some strange things and manifestations that take place. So we don't judge that. At least I don't very much anymore. <laughs> when the power of God comes. When we had, in the last week and a half, just some amazing things happen. We, we did uh, the sword ceremony up here Thursday. And it's really amazing to me how when Holy Spirit starts to speak, so oftentimes Pastor Rich and I are up here together and we have our, our big swords, and this was a matter of discussion. <laughs> I would just say that this was our seventh graduation for... <laughs> our seventh graduation of seven years of, of VSSM up here. And we do swords and we put... And people come, each one that's coming to graduate... And, and they get on their knees on a kneeling thing that's right here, and they put their hands up on the top. And we end up putting shoulders, he on the right side and, and me on the left side, with a, with a sword. And we put them on their shoulders, and if, if the Lord gives us a, a word for them, we share a word for them. Never in the previous years had we actually laid hands on or touched them. Have we? I didn't. But I felt led and compelled to do that and I look and Pastor Rich was doing the same thing we're laying hands on people this time speaking words over them and, and, and the Bible talks pretty clearly about the laying on of hands that's a big deal there's an impartation, there's healing, there's all kinds of things that happen with the laying on of hands and all kinds of things happened Thursday night it's like oh my goodness 
And the power and the presence ended up getting heavier and heavier and heavier. To where <laughs> Before we were finished, if you were watching and haven't experienced some of the manifestations of the power of God when he... You go, what in the world happened or was happening in there? Would you not, Pastor Rich? <laughs> from somebody just shaking from head to toe, just violently shaking, to somebody tipping over backwards and falling over in the, in the thing there, to uh, wailing and screaming and uh, just like, wow, wow. Almost seems like there was a lingering presence here this morning from that when we came in, that we that we got to just step into right off. That's power, the power of God that we get to experience. What's the reason for that power? Okay. Heal the sick, raise the dead. Cleanse the lepers. Freely you've received, now freely give. We are to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to be able to accomplish what He's called us to do. It's like, I want the power. I want the power. For what? What do you want the power for? To accomplish what He's called you to do. Okay, we're going to... Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Is that not something really big that we're called to do? Lay hands on the sick. You want to receive power? It's coming. Wait. Wait. It's coming. It's coming. Okay, we're going to turn now to... If I think we'll jump right to... Uh, yeah, go right to Acts. Second chapter of Acts. Beginning at the, at the top. Now when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord and one place. Suddenly there came, Pastor Tim was reading some of this this morning, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused, because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? How is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? And all of these different places are listed. And they were all... <laughs> we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God, so they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, Whatever could this mean? Others of them were mocking, saying, Oh, they're just full of new wine. There were some of those that were receiving what God had because their minds were opened 
to what was going on because their hearts were softened. They were ready to hear what God had for them and open to it. Others just completely mocking, saying they're full of new wine. I just think that this is right here, as it's talking about people, each one receiving in their own language exactly what they needed to hear to be saved, to be redeemed and saved. You know, when I speak a message, when Pastor Rich speaks a message, when Pastor Tim, when anybody, Pastor Chrissy, gets up here and preaches a message, it's so interesting when people will come to you afterwards and say, oh, that was, that was, that was just for me, that was awesome, that was amazing, when you talked about blah, 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 and I'm thinking, that was not really the point of the message that I was trying to bring. But, the Word of God will not go void. When we're preaching the Word of God, I believe it's just like this. Each one is hearing how God wants to deal with them particularly. And as long as we're speaking and preaching the Word of God, which is more... I have some more scripture we'll get into here a little bit. But when we're speaking the word of God and your ears, eyes, and your spiritual heart is open to hear, there is a message in it for you. And each one can hear something just a little bit different as to how it applies to your life. When we read the Gospels, that's why we have the Bible and it is complete in its entirety, in, in the Bible. When you read the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and look at, you pick one instance, um, and listen to how one describes it, even words that Jesus was speaking at the time, as to how they heard it. You know, some people will read it and begin to pick the Bible apart. They say there's no consistency there. I try to read this, and it says in here, he says this, he says this, and he says this. You know, in the different Gospels. But as we look at it and think of it as the Word of God, as each of them received the Word of God as individuals that were called into discipleship, into ministry, and there was a little different slant. They heard and saw a little differently. Like if, if Christy and I, if you, if you tell, oh, I should pick Renee and I. <laughs> Christy and I would be a lot more like, uh, alike what we hear. But you pick Renee and I and you tell us a story. You tell us something. You give us a testimony about what happened and then have her repeat it and have me repeat it. And neither one of us are lying. We're telling you what we saw, what we experienced, and what we heard. But I can tell you for sure it will not sound the same coming from her as it does coming from me. So when, when the word is spoken, when the word is taught, when the word is preached, you can receive what he has for you and should. Okay, all of these, all of these different people 
heard, and some said they were full of wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and heed my words. These men are not drunk, as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour my spirit out on all flesh. Your sons, your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams. And on my maidservants and on my, on my men servants and on my maidservants I will pour my spirit in these days, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in the heaven above. Have we been, say, been seeing any wonders lately? Oh my goodness. And signs in the earth beneath. And we've had some crazy weather down here this last year. Blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and notable day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs. In other words, by power, exhibits of power, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know, which God did through him, as you yourselves also know. Him, Jesus, being delivered by the determined counsel and foreknowledge of God, you've taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. Jesus was not held by death. He was resurrected in the third day. For David says concerning him, King David, I foresaw the Lord always before my face. He's at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoiced and my tongue was glad, Moreover, my flesh will also rest in hope, because you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You've made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. In his presence is fullness of joy. Ah. In his presence is fullness of joy. In his presence is healing. In his presence is peace. In his presence we can experience that incredible love that he has for us. Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him, that the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. Okay, it was, it was prophesied over David that coming through his lineage was going to be, the, the Christ was going to be raised up. He, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of Christ. Okay, now listen to this. That his soul, the soul of Jesus, was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. Jesus saw no corruption. 
This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses, therefore being exalted to the right hand of God. Where did Jesus go? To the right hand of God. And having received from the promise of the Holy Spirit, having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit. So who received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit? Jesus received the promise of the Holy Spirit from the Father. Jesus, who in the flesh was the perfect manifestation of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, it said, you know, you, uh, I only do what my Father says, I only say what my Father says. If you've seen me, you've seen my Father. God in Him, Him in God, Holy Spirit in Jesus, given the Holy Spirit. Okay, listen, He, Jesus, poured out this which you now see and hear. So that promised Holy Spirit... Jesus received, Jesus poured out, he said, I must go that he will come, wait, tarry, and you will receive. He poured out this which you now see in here. For David did not ascend into the heaven, but himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore let the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren what shall we do? Peter said to him, repent let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Peter, having received the Holy Spirit, came down on fire, speaking a language that everybody could hear and understand, cut him right, right to the quick, right to the heart. Hebrews 4.12 says the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword separating, dividing, creating, establishing. I want to flip back just briefly to, to Luke and do a, little, a, a quick comparison because I love how this ties together. Verse 46 again, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary, for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that, this is in the words of Jesus through Luke, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Repentance and remission of sin. And what is Peter saying? He's just almost repeating what I, I just... This, this is big right here, to me at least. And I think if you're listening, if your ears are open to, be, to, to receive the understanding that he has this morning, Peter said to him, repent and let every one of you... So we're talking repentance, preach repentance. 
Peter is preaching repentance. And let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission, preaching on this side, repentance and remission should be preached in his name. Is everybody with me? And I've been asked several times, so now why do you baptize in the name of Jesus? I said, well, it's pretty clear to me that the, the, new, the new Testament church, as it was established, Jesus, as Luke writes it, was speaking in like their last visit, because if you go on and read, he was, he, was, he was gone up to sit at the right hand of God. So repentance and remission should be preached in the name of Jesus to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Peter gives this a strong second when he says, Repent, let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For that promise is to you, to your children, to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Three thousand souls. Why do we need the power of the Holy Spirit? Because we're called and commissioned to see the world saved, to preach the gospel. And it's not a gospel of just words, it's a gospel of power, demonstrations of His power. Let's stand together. Jared. Mm. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Let's just all say that together about ten times. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. We invite you. We invite you. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Fill us. Fill us. Fill us to overflowing. As Jesus described, that, 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 as it was described, that, that Jesus was filled to overflowing and he spilled it out on everyone. It's for all of us. That promised Holy Spirit is available for each and every one of us. He wants to empower you, to endue you, to be wrapped, to be clothed. How many of you 
I've seen the Iron Man, like Tony Stark, the Iron Man. It's like, you know, I, I watched that the first time, and then and then I watched another one, and and I, and the the thing inside of him that was kind of like the replacement for his heart. It's like, whoa! It's like, man, he 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 was driven and and operated and and functioning through something that empowered him that was placed in him and I was like wow that's like Holy Spirit right there that's like Holy Spirit then he stepped into this wardrobe thing this this man of steel this wardrobe thing that made him impenetrable there, there were, he was had so much power because he was wrapped up in that in that crazy suit driven by that light that thing that just flashed light in, in, inside of him it's like he could do anything when that power was on and he stepped into that suit. It's like, that's what God's calling us to do. To be Iron Man, step into that suit, be empowered by the infilling of that Holy Spirit that drives us, that teaches us, that directs us. Say, God, let, let that be me. Fill me to overflowing that I can do your will, that I can just splash it over on the people around me, that they can receive what you have for them. Mm. 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 Oh, you're so good. You are so good. Holy Spirit, come into this place. Fill us to overflowing. Mm. I'd like the prayer, I would like the pastors, Pastors Rich and Kathy, Pastors Rudson and Pastor Christy and, and the rest of the team to, to come up here. I believe. I believe uh, Jim Wilson came up to me and said this I know that this has been prophesied over and over but he said I feel so strongly this is a new day Pastor Lynn this is a new day this very much is a new day and if the desire of your heart is to be endued with power from on high to be filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit I encourage you Come on up this morning. Come on up. Let's pray together. Let's pray together. And if you have never received that Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues, I encourage you to come. If you want a refreshing this morning, if you just want a refreshing, so this is a new day. This is a new day. And I want all that you have for me this day. Come on up. Let's just get this started. Come on up. Let's pray together. There's more. There's more today. There is more for you today. God has more. He wants to fill you to overflowing with His Holy Spirit this morning. He's got so much more. He's got so much more. 
Oh, Father. I just thank you this morning that you are such a good, good Father. And that you have gifts for your kids. And that you have more for us. I heard a word... um, Pastor Rich was sharing a word over somebody Thursday night, and he said, I am just glad that you have this desire in your heart for the more. It's like, you know, it's, it's awesome to have that desire in your heart that you want more, but there's something that's required of you, and that's that you take some steps, that you take some steps If indeed you want the more, you need to take some steps. I think about watching my my daughter who has decided she wants to get in shape. She wants to get fit. She wants to be thin and fit. That's the desire of her heart. But you know what she has to do? She has to watch what she eats. She has to exercise. And I'm watching that happen in her. And it's the same with each one of us. If we want more of what He has for us, we have to seek it. We have to make some changes. We have to step out and ask for it. He says, you have not because you ask not. If you want some more, He's offering it to you this morning. I just encourage you, come on up here and let's pray together. But as we stand where we are, let's just raise our hands to Him together. Father, we're thankful today. We're grateful for for who You are, that You love us, and that You want more for each one of us, that You want us to walk in power and in love and in Your Spirit. I pray, God, that you will endue each one, each one with power from on high today. Fill them with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Bless them today. Give them the desires of their heart this morning as we continue to praise you and love you and thank you. We bless your name this morning, Lord Jesus.